What's up, everybody? Today we're going to list this. Hello and welcome to List This, where we list and you listen. I'm Josh, and as always, I'm joined by Cameron and Jim. And today we're going to be talking about our top five Nicktoon slash Cartoon Network characters, which in reality could have been their own lists. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think we could have formed like two lists on this, and I don't exactly remember the reason why we originally said we'll do Both. two <laughs> different channels. And then we left out Disney, which was like the... That was like the honorary three back I'm in the upset. day. I'm not upset. Yeah, I, I can't like say I am upset with that. I'm sorry to everyone that likes Disney. I wasn't a there, Disney. I wasn't a I Disney wasn't. kid I mean, growing up. So they, Disney could also be its own list. They, it can. It can be its own list as well. So we have that for the future. But also their cartoons to me weren't as good as like the other cartoons. They were more about like the live action shows. All right. Uh, cool. So let's jump right into this. Starting off with number five. Number five. So for my number five, uh, I chose Nigel Thornberry from the Wild Thornberries. Um, I love this character. It was a show that was about, you know, like exploring and learning about a world that you were, you know, you're constantly surrounded by all these new animals and new plants. And he was such an interesting character because he definitely wasn't the dumbest character in the show, but he's he's playfully dumb, I guess is what I would say. Because he, he knows everything. He knows everything there is to know about all these different species of animals and plants. And he teaches his daughter about this and they're talking monkey as well. And... <laughs> But he's constantly getting himself into trouble or he's losing his pants for some reason. There's a lot of <laughs> random things that go on in the show. And then there's also the fact that he's voiced by Tim Curry, who I love. I love Tim Curry to death. I and completely forgot about that. Yeah, oh, and, yeah, and it's one of the best aspects of the characters. Tim Curry brings so much life to it. Uh, Did you say it was I'm, a smashing roll? <laughs> oh, God. So you know who Nigel Thornberry is? I know the show. Okay. I just never watched it. Growing okay. up, it just was never one I had a chance yeah. to get into. I do remember the barbaric kid. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, especially since I mean, that's a meme now too. It's just yeah. his face. Yeah. yeah, but like, I, I do remember the the kid. The oh, man, yeah, like the real the primal. Or like, yeah, yeah, he like you know yeah. wasn't humanized, I guess, completely. Yeah. So I think they like found him. On, like, yeah, something like something? that. I think that's what it was supposed to be, and like you find that out later is that he was just <laughs> randomly yeah. found. He's which like, I, which is great because for, for I know this isn't your character on the list, but like for characters like that, it's so funny because like for a long time you're just questioning like why this kid's like this and like how he's part of this family, and then to later get that explanation, like I don't know. Well, not to mention the like, fact that Nigel, as like a researcher with his family in an RV, traveling around some of the most dangerous places in the world, <laughs> yeah. by the way. He just picks up this random stray child <laughs> that's living out in the middle of nowhere. You're kind of describing like cartoon crocodile hunter. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. what it is. I mean, that's kind of what they they were like really goofy crocodile hunter. Yeah. It, it's a really fun show though, and he I think he kind of just he was a great character because he's not the main one, but he's great to come in every now and then and make jokes and then also inform you about the world around you. Uh, my number five is gonna be SpongeBob. Gonna go, I gotta go wow, with I'm actually slightly surprised at that one. I Why? Wasn't I don't know. I just, I, did, just, I didn't think you were a SpongeBob guy. SpongeBob. I, so I put SpongeBob on number five. He didn't make high on my list, but he's kind of like the family guy of Nickelodeon, where, <laughs> like, to me personally, where I can just I kind still of. I watch put that it, show for the record. <laughs> I can, yeah, I do too when it comes on. I'm just like, oh yeah. Um, but, and also, my daughter likes watching it. 
But it's one of those shows that you could just put on and you don't really have to pay attention. You just have it on in the background. Yeah. It's kind of it's family guy to me. So if you pay attention, actually. I mean, so. yeah. It's probably yeah, right. the older I've gotten and the more I've watched that show, the more I realize like how not great of a show like it really is. But like there's like, I don't know. Like I just, I loved, there were so many things I loved about that show growing up. Yeah. And even to the day, like, you know, because I can watch, most of the times, like if I watch a show as a kid, I can't watch new episodes that they release like in my adult years. SpongeBob is not that case. SpongeBob mm-hmm. is one of those shows that I can watch, you know, no matter what. Like, and I, I have to admit, I love the movie. The first one, I don't talk about, you know, we don't talk about that weird like claymation second one that they did. <laughs> Sponge out of water. Yeah, we don't talk about that one. Um, but, you know, like just, the, the, I don't know, there was just a lot of things I liked about the antics that he would get into and like the decisions that he would make. That weren't. Yeah, he's just goofy and yeah. fun, and there's a lot of like he pop was, culture references and stuff. And he was a tryhard too. I mean, he tried um, to do his best, even though he wasn't the best at doing it. I like Tom Kenny a lot. Also, um, he was on Mr. Show with Bob and David, which was fantastic. So it's weird to see him like voicing this PG G rated cartoon character. Yeah. And then on Mr. Show, like dropping f bombs. <laughs> it's a really weird. I don't know. SpongeBob had to make my list. I just want to say, so he didn't make my list. I almost put him on a dishonorable. And the reason why for me is because that show would be completely uninteresting with just him. I think that show is yeah. made up of the cast of characters together. That's why SpongeBob didn't make my list right. because I didn't like him singly as a character. I like him getting into it with Patrick and like you know doing all the like Sandy and Mm. Gary and like you know I mean Squidward like the whole cast and everything is just all like that's what makes the show so much better is well and he often is kind of the least important character in the story arcs that they do that's fair he's always just kind of messing things up he's just kind of there because his name is the title of the show Yeah, yeah and that's honestly like the extent of his characterization to me so that's why he didn't make my despite that being like one of my all time favorite like Nicktoon shows like yeah. thanks for crapping all over my number I know well, I'm You're sorry welcome. I'm sorry but I'm always here for you <laughs> alright alright cool so my number five is also going to be from the Nicktoon universe I am going with Danny Phantom um so yeah oh yeah dude I love like, Danny I Phantom I love that one growing up so much oh, um you know and I that's one that I would love to be able to go back and watch you have a face of someone who's never seen it yeah yeah it's that's really a little a little after my time i'm a little older than you guys so. <laughs> i don't care how old you are you it's it's, dude, it's it super cool yeah. like the, i mean like nothing about that makes sense but like it's it's just so much fun it's like i don't know growing up i guess i wanted to be like danny phantom in a way like he was not like a popular kid in school but like he was still like i don't know he was still just like a normal kid who just had ghost-like powers who could go into like, a ghost world. I was like, world. isn't he like a ghost? Yeah, he can turn into a ghost. He's like so you half, be a like... Ghost? I can make you a ghost. But he was a superhero, like... <laughs> <laughs> but he was a superhero, so he could, like, go ghost whenever he wanted, pretty much. Does he say, go, go, ghost? No. I'm going to leave. Okay. Can nice we just, I think, <laughs> with, I think this is canceled. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great episode, everybody. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was just like, for some reason, he was just one of the characters that I always just wanted to be, like, as a kid. Yeah, no, I can completely agree with that. I think he was a really, really fun character. He actually bounced back and forth off of my list, because I was thinking about it. I think, for him, he would probably show up on, like, one of my favorite cartoon shows, just because there was more to it yeah. than just him, but I did really like him. Yeah, but I mean, like, like this is like... character, he was fun. On the opposite end of, like, what we were saying about Spongebob and, and, and Josh's list is, like, he, like... You know, like the show revolved around him. Like without him, there would be like that show just wouldn't be 
like the thing and like it, it's like if it was I feel like if it was any other character because they you know I feel like they did it once or twice but if it was any other character I don't think the show would have been as good like I don't know I just was one of those where like that character really made that, really no made I, can, I completely agree with that I mean the cast of characters they support him which yes. is what the supporting cast yes. should do whereas like in Spongebob as we were talking about they're, they're all not the support the main, they're the yeah. main characters they're all the main characters right yeah and that's like the show also has uh, Sam who I think is a great side character yeah. the girl in the show she's uh-huh. uh, she's like really smart she helps him through like pretty much every problem yeah. because when it comes down to it a lot of times he's just like the bronze that's pretty much all he is he's not yeah, really yeah pretty brain. much because he has Tucker yeah. he has Tucker and Sam yeah, who are both exactly. like they're like they're hit like his supporting you know like characters in the show but supporting friends who help him through these situations like if he can't come up with a solution one of them usually can or they yeah. can put their heads together or they even are part of the solution right so and that's such a great that's such a great like ensemble yeah uh real quick i may have to go watch it because of rob paulson uh-huh. and uh yeah i think uh and Ron did, Perlman too. Yeah. Who did uh, Ron Paulson? Rob Paulson uh, voice. I don't know. We'll find that out later. We'll yeah. have to find that out later. I'm gonna look but it up. you should go watch it because I actually think you would enjoy it. It's Jack actually a fun. It's a fun kid show. It, it really is. Jack. Finton. Oh, that was. I think that was his father. So moving on then to number four. Number four. All right. <laughs> so my number four is just one of the most uh, a character from one of the most beautiful shows I've ever seen, which is Samurai Jack. Oh yeah, and the actual okay. character of Samurai Jack himself. I love for one, uh, Phil Lamar who voices him. I got to meet him at Comic Con. He's a really nice guy. He did some of my favorite characters growing up. Everything from Futurama to uh, Justice League. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the guy Samurai from Mad Jack. TV. Yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> I'm like insulting you've you seen because him you're talking somewhere. about. It. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, that's and he's just he's really great. But the show was really interesting, and it's very vibrant in a dark way, and that's what I think. Samurai Jack himself like exemplifies. He's just this character who's wandering through and slowly discovering, I think, kind of more about himself as well as this world that his villain is in. And I, I think it's so interesting to take that journey with him. But it's not just that, but he is also thrown into a time period that's not his own. Yeah. So, you know, he's having to explore and learn and grow and while also simultaneously trying to get back to his time and yeah you know defeat aku you know and so that's just like i don't know like that was just such a cool like a cool aspect because it really gives the creators and the artists freedom with the show because then they're like you know who knows what happens in this future type of world well and then we got you know with him he's one of those characters who doesn't speak very much it's kind of a big thing about the show is for a kid's show they actually don't say very much Ah, um And then they brought it over, you know, to the adult side of things for all the people that had grown up watching it, which I also appreciated because even as a kid, it was kind of more graphic mm-hmm. in a way. And I think that just came from the art style. It's not that it was, it was graphic like, in and of itself, but they used lights, they used colors it to almost, make it feel that way. It almost felt like a graphic novel on screen. Yeah, it did. It, or it was like just old Japanese art, which is what I liked about it. I don't see any problem with a cartoon that has no, like, little verbiage. No, that's no, what I'm saying. No, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what really so, like yeah, yeah. so well, good. I'm just saying, like, the kids today need to learn about that. Because, like, I, I grew agree. up on, like, Looney Tunes, where it was, the music was told yeah. story. Like, Tom and Jerry, where none yeah. of them, like, yeah. well, it was zero words. That's yeah. what made Samurai Jack, like, in and of himself, like, such a beautiful character, because he is just kind of, like, this silent hero. Yeah. He's not there to make a bunch of jokes and to no, he, have this huge scene of monologuing or anything. He's, yeah. he's trying to accomplish it, and that's it. Yeah. My number four is really bizarre. 
It's he's a really minor. I wouldn't even call him a supporting character. I would just call him a guy that's there. Uh, it's Peaches from Rocco's Modern Life. Okay. If I, you remember Peaches, do you remember Peaches? I never. Rocco's no. Modern Life was one of those ones. So that, like, that's Peaches. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. That's Peaches. What I thought. Peaches. I uh, sorry, I showed them my. I have a Rocco tattoo, and uh, so Peaches is the Satan character in Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> okay. Um. He wears a black cloak with a black hood, and when he takes off his black hood, his head has udders, and he shoots out milk. And it's really <laughs> bizarre, and his head yeah. can spin around in circles. And um, that was. Fun. But the reason I chose him is because he didn't show up all that often. He was only in like a few episodes a season. Right. Uh, but he was so much fun whenever he popped up, and it was just like this really comical take on such a dark. <laughs> Like on hell and Satan, and, or heck, rather. <laughs> <laughs> For all you young listeners out there. No, they called it heck in the show. Oh, like, oh God. Oh. Rock, Rocco's Modern Life is, I, I figured that would appear somewhere, like the show itself I did, I would did appear too. somewhere on your list. It, it is an odd children's show. Yeah. Because it's well, just, odd that it is a children's show. I just all those from that, like, show. yeah. I mean, well, it's it, just like that era of yeah. cartoons, because, like, you know, that was, like, from the same, like, you had, like, all real monsters and, like, angry beavers, yeah. like, you know, stuff like I, that, like. I think it comes from them trying to get down a consistent rating system, because yeah. you look at the shows that came out then, never would come out now. Ooh, they would be adult oh, no. shows now. Yeah. Even Rocco's Modern Life, like, that mm. would 100% be an adult show, yeah. like, rated yeah. TV yeah. 14, yeah. but somehow it got on, like, just child's prime time. See, and, uh, and that's that's what makes us who we are today. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm I'm aging myself a little bit here, but like that's a little before my like time of like cartoons. So I didn't really grow up watching a lot of like that era. That's sad. I know. Well, I was like, I was, <laughs> I don't know. I was too young. I think yeah. when that like those shows were in their their prime and their popularity. Because like I don't consider myself a '90s kid per se. Because I was, I mean, '94. Mm. So I'm like, I was too young to remember like. You know, like yeah, a decent part yeah, of the nineties. Yeah, I mean, I was born in eighty five. I, I, I don't consider myself an eighties kid, really. Yeah, no, because you like you. That's yeah. You grew up you more started in the 90s. understanding things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, Peaches, uh, the Emperor of Heck. The Emperor of Heck. Interesting choice. That's super good. Interesting choice. <laughs> My number four pick. I'm going with um, probably one of the characters. The only characters I liked. I, from this show, the more I think about it, it's Cosmo from Fairly Odd Parents. Okay. Um, the more the, the, the older I got, the more I started hating that show. Uh, I grew up watching it and I loved it. It's just, it's not a great show. I think uh, his Timmy Turner's dad was on my like dad's list previously, but Cosmo is just I, I think he's one of the reasons why I still do appreciate the show, just because he is the lovable oaf. Yeah. You know, he's like you know some of the there's actually a few instances where like. The like going ons of the episode happened because of him, you know. Yeah. You know he he tried his best, he, <laughs> even though it didn't seem like it. He didn't always make smart decisions, but like he was there and everyone loved him. Like there wasn't a single person I hated that yeah. guy. He's like your stereotypical like married man that like <laughs> I think like, that was trying like, to you know. Yeah. Like, I think that was so funny. His wife about gets it, mad yeah. at him. The only difference is like he can do magic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think kind of what they did is they took like that idea of someone like Tim the Toolman Taylor, for instance, from older sitcoms. Yeah. And they kind of just made them ridiculously goofy and just over the top to the point because where they could because it was an animated show. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't really have much of a brain at all as a character. He's no. kind of just there, yeah. and he's there just. 
just to be like a farce, basically. And it's kind of like comic relief. And yeah. I think that's what makes him so lovable too. Is like it is his stupidity. You're like, oh, Cosmo. Like you know, yeah. like I'm like yeah. you know, my text is like, oh, bless your heart. You know, like, <laughs> like someone like just that. pat him on the head. And tell yeah, he's gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah, like you know, you're doing your best. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do like him. He wasn't my favorite character in Fairly Odd Parents. I actually do like Fairly Odd Parents. I enjoy the quick adult humor now that i'm older yeah because it's so quick oh yeah it's in every episode that show is probably one of the worst ones for kids just because of all the stuff oh yeah there's so many in there per episode but i do cosmo is still a fun character i mean he's the he's the humor in that show yeah it's also tara strong isn't it yeah and tara strong is also great yes yeah Yeah, so i mean like that's just he's just a He's just that fun level of a character, like one of my favorite characters. Like I think, other than like you know characters like Jurgen. He's probably your top, <laughs> like your top three characters, right? <laughs> yeah, but top, top four. Or top yeah, four. Top yeah. four. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. All right. Slow down there, Cosmo. <laughs> Number three. So for top three, now we're on top three. Uh, I have kind of an interesting choice. I had to think about it for a little while before deciding to completely put him on the list, but um. Courage from Courage the Cowardly Dog. I really, really like Courage. I I like him because he's a character that, you know, he's going through this world with all these monsters and he kind of lives yeah. out there literally in the middle of nowhere, which is the whole theme of the show. Right, and yeah. he has this one parent that hates him and this other parent that adores him and will do anything for him. And of course, it's the one that loves him that always gets in the most trouble. Meanwhile, um, I can't Eustace. think of... Eustace, that's right, because it's Eustace and Muriel. Uh-huh. And Eustace just kind of <laughs> sits in his chair. He doesn't do anything. He'll see things happen to Muriel, and he'll just sit he there. Just it's care. like this terrible satire on, like, Midwestern, I was going to say, it's, their, their relationship is very much like an elderly couple. Yeah, it who is. Who have been together for for too long. And, like, right. you know, like, at that point, it's they're still together because... Right, but, but then there's Courage there who's kind of like the like modern look on life and he's seeing everything that's actually happening around him. Yeah. And he's just, he tries to help everyone that's in danger, which is what I love about him too. No matter how scared he is, he will jump in the middle of that danger. Usually he'll run yeah. away first, but then he comes back. Yeah. Which is, he, he like runs and then he in the does, same shot will just run He does what right he back. needs to, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. He, like when it comes down to his family, the love that he has for his family, like, overweighs his fears and he jumps into it whatever he needs to jump into like you know he'll go and he'll go and take care of it for Muriel's sake you know yeah. Eustace or, is even, just he saves Eustace because it's Eustace and Muriel but right like, and but I appreciate the fact that he even still saves because yeah. Eustace is kind of the villain throughout he's the consistent villain <laughs> yeah, throughout that whole show and he saves dog. him every single time yeah. it's a really odd dynamic but I think Courage makes the best of it um, I like that the, the mom and the dad character look like American Gothic. Like the yes. Pa- the pa- oh, yeah, I think yes. that's, I yeah. Think that's yeah. a joke because they're like out in that farm, like yeah. the empty farm too. Oh, that's, yeah. all, that's all I got. It's just, it's a satire on that type of life and yeah. courage is the modern perspective that's missing from that, you know, original painting. Like mm-hmm. he's that perspective. Yeah. Um, moving on to my number three, right? Yep. Yeah. Three? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm also before I get into it I'm noticing a trend that uh, at least for me if you watched one network you're unfamiliar with certain shows on the other network because you were watching sh- I don't know maybe, maybe that was just me that was I, I've, I've seen, seen I've seen all the shows that we've 
mentioned so far. I've noticed that too. Like sometimes, but you know, I never, kinda, I never got into uh, courage. I, 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 I grew up watching one network, and then I finished growing up watching another network. So like, I watched both. I think this show benefits us more than it does our listeners because I make lists of like. <laughs> I know that's what ends up happening. Well, last episode for me was just listing out all these games yeah. that I need to yeah. play. Yeah. Uh, cool. So my number three is going to be, uh, it's actually a twofer. It's going to be Mordecai and Rigby from regular Yeah, show. you almost okay. have to like. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, they're inseparable. I could really. But if you really could pick. Mordecai because okay, I've yeah. been told that I sound like him. Um, I, I think you could probably cosplay as Mordecai. So. And that would be funny too. <laughs> but I just, I like that it's, it almost seems like ad-libbed humor yeah where they're just kind of they just kind of say like rick and morty humor right where they yeah. just say stuff and then they draw stuff to the words i don't think that's how they do it i don't know but um i just like that it's kind of like that slapsticky real life in your face and then it's like oh we need you to go to these chores and then they get like sucked into outer space in like a <laughs> yeah, rock concert or like something like that where it's just crazy stuff it goes yet. from zero it's... to like two like two thousand in a second <laughs> um yeah, no, I mean, I actually, that's one of the shows I do love watching. Um, but I think, like, Skips would have to be, like, one of my favorites from that show. But, like, I do enjoy the antics that they all just get into. Um, and, like, just some of the horrific nature, like, of the stuff that they get in. Like, it, it, one of the episodes I remember the most is they were stuck in, like, the house, like, on Halloween. And they were being haunted by something. Because I remember one of the characters <laughs> getting their skin ripped off. Another one got, like, sucked in through, like, the phone. And it was just, like... If you're watching, if you're watching any of these things happening on any other thing, like that's nightmares and like you know therapy for later. But yeah. the fact that it was on regular show made it okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, mine's the cassette tape. Like there was a cassette tape and it like comes to life and starts chasing after him or something yeah. like that. It's like, it's a song that they want to get out of their head. And it's yes, like, it, yeah, it's I physical that form too, and yeah. starts chasing after them. It's really. Yeah, it's just stuff like that. It's just really bizarre. And then it's like they work at a park and they just need to do chores. And they're trying to, they're always trying to like impress their boss, but it always backfires. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Mordecai. I, I know what the regular show is. I've heard people talk about it. Never seen an episode yeah, of it. No, I've seen I don't feel so bits bad now. <laughs> from it. I have seen bits from it. Like you see like memes and stuff like yeah. that. So I have seen pieces of the show, but I've never like watched I, the show. I also love that it's one of those shows where like they're the only things in that world that are like them. Everyone else in the world is all human. Yeah. Like, except for like Mordecai's like yeah. love interest. Like, that's the only other, yeah. like, character outside that's, like... Um, I also feel like I relate to Mordecai a little bit, like Mordecai and Rigby, because I saw um, an interview with, uh, I think it's J.Q. Quintal, is the creator, uh-huh. and he was saying that they wrote it because it was stuff that they did as friends. So, like, they're sitting around, and they like, do something cool, and they're like, whoa! Like, that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's just, like, stuff that you would do, and it's like, oh, cool, And see, like I, like, I don't know, part of me kind of feels like you and I could fit, like, that Mordecai and Rigby, like, yeah. role. Good idea for Halloween. All right. We are at, wow, I am forgetting the numbers too. We're on number three, right? Yeah. Jesus. (laughs) Okay, cool. My number three pick um, is actually going to be from one of my favorite shows is Sokka from Avatar, The Last Airbender, who is one of the waterbenders that he, because you have, uh, is it Sokka and Katara, I think is what their names were. Um, At least hers. I can never remember hers. But he is like he's another one of those like supporting supporting roles who does a lot more than just like supports the main character he is there to provide like some form of comic relief as well because he has like you know some goofy stuff that he says throughout the whole show um and he's 
pretty much along for the ride. Like it's not exactly his decision to go along with you know with the with the story and with these characters and go through all this stuff. But he was kind of forced into it, and so he's making the best of the situation. But one of the things I admire the most about him is when it gets down to it, he's one of those that can step up and, and you know, get into it with, with Aang and, you know, get into these fights and get into, you know, and try to, like, save the day and, and help Aang become the best that he can be. And I think that's one of the things that I, you know, I admire most. For me, Sokka wasn't one of my favorite. I'm, I'm like, different from you guys <laughs> this time, I know. Uh, I do like the show, obviously. Most yeah. people like the show. Um but for me, Sokka, he was too much comedy relief, so I never really just was interested in him. But one thing I do like about him, and I can see the need for him in the show, is he actually grounds the show a lot. So yeah. you're talking about a show with a lot of mysticism, a lot of weirdness, yeah. um, a lot of, I mean, like, giant creatures oh, yeah. that fly. I mean, we're talking about a lot of odd things, and he is that person to be there that is confused by it just like we are. So he kind of and grounds our perspective. That's part of the reason yeah. why I put him on my list is because of that exact role that he fills, you know, along with the comic relief and along with, like I was saying, being along for the ride and right. like being forced into this situation. Yeah. Um, but I, I, like, as I was thinking about like characters for my list, um, I did want a character from this show because it was a lot of characters that I remembered. Uh, but he was the only one I felt like would be fitting for me to put because I like Aang, but I don't like him enough to be like. You know, I don't know. Like, it's just I just didn't like him enough to make him a favorite character of mine. Yeah, that's like a list like that's this. fair. I, w- I wouldn't have put Aang as a favorite from that show either. That's yeah. I don't think Aang does enough, and I, I think Sokka is actually. I think he's more important in a lot of ways in the show. I mean, at least if nothing else is like a plot device. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Um, Avatar is another show that I haven't watched yet. Um, if you don't watch any other shows. Please watch this one. At least. Well, I have to watch Doom Patrol before I watch Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron's gonna be. He does me still up. need to watch Doom Patrol. Yeah, okay. um, this but, one's next. Uh, but I did watch Dragon Prince on Netflix, which is made by the same people, and I do like uh, the art style is beautiful, and I know the art style in Avatar is beautiful, and I think I was just in a weird like mental state when I tried to watch it, and I was yeah. like, oh, I don't want to, yeah. I can't get into this. Um, but now that I've seen Dragon Prince and I know like their kind of formula. Yeah. I think I'm interested to go back and, yeah, and try to watch it. It's just like a final like note for like the show as a whole. Like that's I've I don't think I've ever seen a show, and I'm sure I have, but like I, I just can't. The character development alone in a show like Avatar is amazing. To see the enemy go from the enemy, you know, to what he does. I don't want to like spoil anything. You know, like to see the enemy grow the way he does in the show. It's just it is it's just so fantastic to watch all these characters grow the way that they do and to become what they do become at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good story to be had in that show. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. That is good. Yeah. All right. So I'm adding that to my list. Moving <laughs> on to number two already. All right. Um, so for number two, I'm really happy you had a twofer on your last one because I was wondering if I was cheating by doing that. But <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and put mine on here. Uh, Shaggy and Scooby Doo. From the original Scooby Doo show. Wow, yeah, I totally forgot they were on Cartoon yeah. Network. Yep. I'm gonna pose the Fair same question to you. Network. I'm gonna pose the same question to you. If you had to pick, though, if I had to pick, yeah. Well, Scooby Doo is actually the name I put on the list. So okay. I, the dog. I mean, I named my dog um, back when I was a kid. I named my dog after Scooby Doo. My mom's dog is named after Scrappy. 
Uh, I so I, I love the dog because yeah. I just think he he kind of moves the show along. It's what keeps everyone so interested in it, and you know, title of the show. See, I'm definitely more of a Shaggy okay. than I am a, a Scooby. Like, I definitely preferred Shaggy over I, the two. I but would like, they're say, both, like they're inseparable. Like, you can't have one without well, that, the other. That's the thing. But I could, I mean, I could easily watch like just an episode featuring Shaggy because he is just kind of an interesting character. And yeah. actually, with Scooby Doo on Zombie Island, the movie spinoff, you actually kind of see that with Shaggy. He is almost the main character of that one. Yeah. Um, but I, I love them as a duo because they, to me, represent the audience that's watching. Um, and I, that's what I love so much about them. They're the ones who were scared reasonably yeah. like of like all these things that are going on they're in situations yeah. that a normal human being <laughs> yeah. would be terrified in like you're in a you're in an old medieval castle that no one's stepped foot into for hundreds of years yet there's someone running around in a mask with a knife like yeah, that's you have terrifying like, oh let's go check yeah, it out Fred and Daffy are just like let's yeah, go yeah, let's do it Fred's always like alright gang let's just not be anywhere near each other and let's, let's leave split up. <laughs> and then poor Velma gets to go off by herself but she's so smart she knows that she's not in danger though unless she I, loses her glasses and she's useless the thing that I've always wondered she, is how smart <laughs> how smart is Velma because she she never thinks she's in danger she's always like it's not a ghost that's scarier Velma that's worse that it's not a also, ghost also it is a ghost I mean <laughs> but it's but not she's, that's but it's she's a guy in a costume right, right. but the that thing can is murder though, you yeah. is that she's right every single time because it's not actually a ghost she's using science and like facts but, but, I think but what I'm saying, saying is like it's not a ghost it's like a guy in a sheet that could just stab you to death right oh, there oh got yeah. it oh right. I see I and like, that's yeah. my point is that she says that and she she just walks about it like there's yeah. nothing going on. Okay. I'd rather there be a ghost. So more about Shaggy and Scooby who are on your list. Yes. <laughs> so, but th- that's my point is that they they feel the fear. They yeah. feel that odd situation. But then at the same time, every now and then they forget about it, which yeah. I think is so great because it pulls it's us away from what's involved. going on just yeah. enough to make the show not feel like it's too long every episode. Because then we can kind of see a different piece of the castle that they're in. For some reason, there's a fully stocked fridge. It adds, like, to that oddness of the show. And uh, that's just, I don't know. I love the duo. And then when when they meet everybody else, they're usually the main features, like, front and center. Like, when they meet the Harlem Globetrotters or when they meet Batman and Robin. I mean, all these yeah. different characters that they've met, they always the are the ones. They're the only twos I've seen. Well, and they're, they're the, old, they're the most... Yeah. They're they're the most excited ones every single time too. I just that to me they characterize the audience. As like my final note, I also love that they're like every single time the hero of like this whole situation. They're was, usually the ones that are put up as bait. Well, kind of yeah. They're they're kind of the ones that like fall into incidentally capturing the person. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah which like, is great. every time. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, because like, they think the group would see them, them as like, some kind them. of like uh, like weak link or something. <laughs> I mean, they're the ones who travel around and just eat everyone's yeah. food. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys have become a liability. We're going to leave you here. <laughs> We're going to go solve the next, you know, mystery. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. solid, solid choice. Yeah. I like that one. Um, my number two is so Cameron and I were discussing this before. Actually, we were all discussing this before we started recording. And Cameron and I decided that we are, we have a heavy leaning list yeah. mine obviously is leaning towards nicktoons right yours is leaning towards cartoon, cartoon network. network yep and jim's like somewhere in the middle <laughs> and that's what i thought it was gonna be yeah. That's, yeah so my number two is gonna be tommy pickles from rugrats hey i love um, tommy yeah, yeah tommy the little adventure yeah. little like 
person who stays one for like him and Stewie just stay one forever and just never grow up. Which is great, yeah. Well, guess, unless it's like all grown up. Yeah, which, which weird, I don't think counts. Yeah, I don't think um, <laughs> talk about that. But I chose Tommy because like I was watching it as a child, and as a child, it's really fun to watch these kids kind of like explore and use their imagination and come up with these crazy yeah. scenarios and like you know you see a plant but it's a plant monster or something like yeah. that you have because to fight it's it and... very like indicative of like how we were as as kids yeah. too because yeah. we all did that same thing where like you know you look at stuff and you imagine this whole world mm. and that's exactly what they're doing which is super fantastic I, I think it's really cool too because i think that show really fosters like children's imaginations yeah. and their sense of adventure i know it did for me as a kid like yeah. it, it makes the world seem so much more interesting than what it originally appears because around yeah. every corner yeah because around every corner who knows what's there like it could be this huge new adventure mm -hmm. that you weren't expecting and it's all just played out in like their backyard or their and inside that little tiny pen yeah i just and, think and, it's really and cool. again like it opens up the show too to like being able to do whatever they want they made an entire like character in a movie off of a stuffed animal like you know because mm -hmm. reptar like is yeah. like such a prevalent like yeah. character in that but it's it, at the end of the day it's just a stuffed animal that they have yeah. yep and that's it but like it's this whole big dinosaur thing um yeah i just i think he's he's adventurous he's cute yeah. Um, you know, he's the leader. So I'm a big fan of Leonardo. I'm like, I like okay. the lame turtle. Uh, but, uh, but I like the, the leader quality. How he's like, follow me guys. And yeah, and I do got, like that as well too. And, and then you got Chucky back there being a scared little ass. <laughs> See, Chucky, I feel like always terrified. And <laughs> I sympathize with Chucky though. See, like, I, I feel like I'm very timid like that in a lot of different ways. So. For me, see, like I was just talking about this, which is funny because I'm gonna go against my last point. For like Shaggy and Scooby to me represent like the audience and like how they get scared. Chucky to me represents what you shouldn't do when you're scared. He just always like, falls apart like completely. Yeah. He just he doesn't do anything. Yeah. He becomes completely worthless, and then Tommy has to rescue him, or someone else has to rescue him in some way. See, and so, I. Uh... I wish I didn't make the last comment because I so uh, <laughs> I'm gonna admit I watched Rugrats a little bit as a child, but I was one like that was right as when I was real young and then I grew up into other into other shows. So like I have so bad. vague so memories shows that we haven't seen. Yeah, I yeah. have, I have oh, vague yeah. memories of, of Rugrats, so that's why I said like you know I've sympathized a little bit with Chucky being the fearful one, but like then you bring up the fact that like he doesn't do anything, and now I'm like. Okay, like I sympathize with part of Chucky, but like you know what I mean. So yeah, like stuff like that. My final note is that he's voiced by E.G. Daly, who is also awesome. Yeah, so that's it. My final note is that you guys just ragged on All Grown Up, but Tommy <laughs> was my favorite character in Rugrats. I and did he watch. Grew up to be a film director in All Grown Up, which I really liked, just because yeah. I got into film. I did. Like I did watch All yeah. Grown Up. You know, so I do I have to admit I watched that one quite a bit. Cool. All right, I am pulling up my list Mr. again. Mr. Pickles. Yeah, Mr. Tommy Pickles. All right, cool. My number four is um, going to be... Number two. Number two. My number two? Number wow. Two. Uh, Scratch that from the record. <laughs> His number four is going to be a couple minutes back. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to re-listen re to my number four. Anyways, my number two is going to be Jake the Dog from uh, Adventure Time. So one of the probably the only shows I think from the newer era, quote unquote, of cartoons that I actually watched and enjoyed thoroughly because it was just a lot of things. I don't know what it is about that show that like drew me in and I liked about it, but I liked Jake the dog, not only because he's voiced by John DiMaggio, um, but uh, yeah, right. It, it does, does help, help a lot, but yeah. like, I don't know. He just, he was just a fun, fun character. Another I don't, I don't want to call him a comic relief either because the whole show is a comedic 
a comedic show, but like he, I definitely think he was goofier than everybody else, though. In, in some in, ways, in yeah. Way. In some ways, yeah. And and that was fun. I liked his just like out of reality powers in comparison, to, like everyone else that was there, and his ability to, to stretch and form himself into different shapes. That's not something you see anywhere else. Like he's the only one that like has this in in any way, shape, or form, and you know just have a, how good of a companion he is to Finn and how good of a sidekick and how good of like a main character he is with Finn as well. Yeah, it, it's funny that you mentioned DiMaggio too because uh, he just reminds me of Bender. The character just reminds I know, me of yeah. Bender. They're very similar. Yeah, he's um, a PG version of Bender. Yeah, yeah and it, it's the same thing. He's got like this kind of, he's chaotic. He's the chaotic character of yeah, the show. Yeah, he is. And he kind of drives all of the like ludicrous moments in the show. Yeah. yeah. So And, and it's just, that's what makes it such a fun. I do agree with that. I just feel like he's a, a like he's Bender in a dog's body. He is. He's yeah. Bender in a dog's he, body. He shares a lot of the same qualities because like he's got the laziness of him. Where it's like if they don't have to go do something, like he'd rather just lay in bed and like you know, or just lay in bed and eat. Or you yeah, know, like he he's got a lot of those same. But like when he does have to do something or when he's forced into a, a situation, he does the best he can to like you know resolve, you know, and get through it. Um, I think one of the reasons I'm going to pick your brain here and okay. assume things, yeah. so dangerous yeah. territory, but I think one of the reasons you picked it is kind of the same reason that I picked uh, Tommy was that that sense of adventure because they're always going out and they're always going on these different adventures. Yeah. And they're always doing these crazy things and it's always really fun to watch because it's like kind of kiddie D&D-ish. Because it's yeah. like, adventure it's a lot time. Hey. It's, uh... <laughs> uh, real quick, who would win in a fight, Jake or Bender? Uh... Bender. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I would probably, I guess I would have to say Bender because he would be more willing to do things that Jake probably wouldn't to win the fight. Fires, drinking, burp fire. Yeah, it, would be, it would be over in a saying. couple like, seconds. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, Bender's more willing to do the things that Jake That's will fair. refuse to do. So, <laughs> just in that fact alone. Number one. So, my number one, I, I feel like it's cheating a little bit, but I don't care. Uh, so, this is a Cartoon Network show. Full and true, and also I grew up with this. And it's Batman from Batman the <laughs> <animated> series. Now we talked about the prophecy. I want to make one thing clear: <laughs> Batman has not made number one on my list at all for any list that we've done. And I've had opportunities, and I haven't taken them. This one for me, though, I have a lot of reasons for. I grew up with the show, like, and I. It kind of, like, it gave me that sense of wanting to tell stories, I think. A lot of it did because of the way they tell stories in that show. It's a child show, but it's not, they're not going to dumb it down for children. And that's what I really love about the show. There are episodes that are more kid-friendly than others. But, I mean, there's some episodes in there that are just, like, really kind of hard-hitting in, like, what they're doing. Like, I remember uh, one of them is about, like, this guy who lives underneath the streets of Gotham and he kidnaps children and forces them to be like his workers underneath the sewers and it's it's like terrifying i mean that's not a kid's show theme and that's it, it just the show did it so well they did it in a way where as a kid i didn't really recognize it i just enjoyed the show and as an adult i can really respect the writing and the art style yeah that show was also drawn on black so the whole show is drawn on black instead of being drawn on white which i think is a really interesting thing um but I think for going into the actual character, uh, Batman and Bruce Wayne in that show, he's characterized better in that show than he's been in any other portrayal in terms of anything outside the comics. They give him so much depth of friendship and love interests 
And because it's a show, they had a lot of time to actually experiment with those other characters, with a lot of side characters and what they mean to him. Like, they actually built up Harvey Dent rather than just knocking Harvey Dent down immediately into Two-Face. He's built up, and then you feel terrible when Bruce loses, like, a dear friend by, like, the middle of the show. So I think it does a great job of showing who both Batman is with the mask and who Bruce Wayne is without the mask. Uh, Harley also showed up in that show. Harley was also created. Was that one of her? That was, always, like, that was her first That was her very like, first appearance. Yeah. Paul, Tien, Paul Dini and Bruce Timm created her for the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a Batman animated series board game that we should play. I have, yeah, I've heard of it and I've been looking at that a lot recently because <laughs> I want to play it. Also, a little behind the scenes fact that we talked about the other day. Cameron's going to try to work Batman or Batman-related <laughs> things into every one of our lists. That's why we all started like laughing as soon as you said Batman is the number one because it's like... I, I, that we talked about. I grew up with the character, yeah. and this is and this is a great example of why I grew up with the character. I think Batman the Animated Series was, other than like the Adam West show when I was even younger, uh, Batman the Animated Series was like my first exposure to what was to come when I got older, to seeing the dark and the gritty Gotham, yeah. and seeing like what those supporting characters meant to Bruce, and like the psychology of Bruce himself, and what it meant to have that burden of it's putting on the cake. More of a real Batman. In a sense, on the screen, than I guess what we had seen in some of like the movies before, like the yeah. like the Tim Burton like live action Batman movies. I don't feel like show the same Bruce Wayne right. Batman that, that we do it that we see in like the animated series. Well, and that's what the that's what that character is like. That's where he's so well done is because in the Tim Burton ones, we saw more of Bruce Wayne than we saw of Batman. And he was kind of nerdy and gawky. It didn't didn't work for what I like for yeah. the portrayal of Batman. I still love that portrayal, but it's not my favorite version. Yeah. And in the show, they had time to develop him and show that he is just like this character who's got, he's got so many dynamics to him and the world around him influences him in so many ways. Yeah. Uh, can you guys guess what my number one is? I, is it, does it feel like Rocco? Yeah. 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 It's Rocco. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My number one's going to be Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> It's pretty, you know, um, it was pretty easy to pick that, but it was also kind of difficult because that show is filled with like silly characters and uh, you have like really, really big man, you have the big heads, you have yeah. Hunter, you have Filbert, um, but Rocco, I don't know, um, he was, he's just the staple of the show, right? Like you guys were saying, right. yeah. the show couldn't happen if Rocco wasn't in it. Oh, I completely agree um, with that one, yeah. And I just liked... Everything is just bizarre, and it's one of those adult shows. There's a lot of adult, uh, like, innuendos and stuff that are not very subtle. (laughs) Um, And I just like how he's, he kind of puts him, he gets in these situations. He works at a comic book store, which is cool. Um, And then he just gets in these situations. He's just trying to kind of, like, live his life, and he gets thrown into these situations. Like the episode where they go camping and then they end up like losing everything and getting lost. It's just yeah. like the worst experiences you could have. I, I think Rocco is like the epitome of a normal person. Like I think that's kind of what he falls into and then he's got all this odd world surrounding him and I think that's what's so I was going to say like I, even I've never seen the show Rocco, Rocco and the way that you describe him like almost seems like he's not bringing this stuff on, on himself on purpose like we see like in Spongebob yeah. or like you know Spongebob clearly like brings on these adventures like on purpose like yeah. you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, like whereas Rocco just seems to fall into this stuff where like he just like you were saying he just goes camping like it, it, mm-hmm. it's just it's a simple task in, a, in and of itself but like this whole thing happens and he it gets put into these 
like a normal person gets put into these adventures. Yeah. There's one episode that I remember where he's literally just he needs to do laundry. So he goes to the laundromat and he ends up like losing a sock. So he like crawls into the laundry, like the washing <laughs> machine and like leads to a tunnel and it's like it's really bizarre. It's almost like regular show kind of stuff where it's yeah. just like it goes from like zero to fifty and yeah. Like a matter of seconds. Yeah, it's one of those shows that if they, I'd be so happy if they had ever brought it back for an adult show because I think yeah. there's so much more to explore with that show. But he's a, he's a great character. He really is. Um, they also have the movie coming out soon. I think they do uh, have a movie coming out. Yeah, yeah. Heard so they were talking about, about they were they made it for Nickelodeon and I think something fell through, but I think Netflix picked it up. Go Netflix. So it should be yeah, coming yeah. out here soon. Um, I also found out couple years ago or something like that that he was voiced by um carlos hold on i'm looking up the guy's name it's the guy he was in reno 911 he was the guy who wore the sunglasses oh, all the i knew time. that yeah, yeah i had heard that already yeah and uh yeah that was um, something i recently learned carlos alazraki and uh yeah it's so it's it's the guy from Reno 911 i thought that was okay. really interesting he's got he does apparently he does a, a plethora of voices in oh, the yeah. show yeah but uh, that just added to like his sweetness. So. <laughs> I also have a Rocco's Modern Life half sleeve, so that was kind of probably kind of an easy. Which is why he away. asked us if we could guess yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah, it's I. I mean, the Borderlands on our you know first person shooter yeah. was the same deal for me. I have a Borderlands tattoo, so yeah. like you know it was only it's natural that like yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Cool. So my number one pick. It's actually funny that you mentioned courage. As one of your picks earlier, because Courage is my number one pick. Oh, you okay. know, for a lot of the same <laughs> reasons, because of the fact that, like, you know, he is forced to be courageous in, you know, he's forced to do this stuff, like, you know, despite how fearful he is, and like, you know, I put a number one on my list because I remember so many interactions that he has with like some of the other like creatures, characters. I don't want to say, like, I don't know what you'd call them. I remember so many of the interactions that like he's run into and like I like as a kid growing up watching his next adventure and you know saving Muriel and you know like talking with that dickhead of a computer like you know what I mean yeah. like stuff like that was just such a fun fun thing and you know he, he like every 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 week he's having to face fear and get yeah. overcome these obstacles and that's such a great thing as a character um but and then like I don't know I just I enjoyed the minimalist dialogue again in that show because when Courage did make sounds and then when he did every so often like speak it it just added to his like how much he really just did not want to be there and how much he really did not want to do it but yeah. he's got to do it for his family and he's going to go out of his way no matter what to save his family despite how much you know Eustace hates him too well and like we talk about the idea of like characters mm-hmm. meaning something for um meaning something for the audience and like connecting with the audience in the way that they're seeing the world around them courage is the perfect example of dramatic irony Mm -hmm. he knows so much about what's going on in every single episode when the two other people that are with him know absolutely nothing about what's going on even if it's right in front of their face they're so oblivious it's, it's just like when you see it in a horror movie as the audience member you're like the monsters right there why aren't you seeing it and that's just courage every episode yeah. and this poor guy has to live it trying to explain like watching him try to explain that there's something outside and you know like he says words but it's one of those where like he says words and he makes sounds but nobody really knows like what he's actually saying yeah you know it's like his words are purely for him to hear or 
like, you know, for interactions when he's talking to the computer and he says, like, oh, come on. And, you know, the computer's like, well, I'm sorry. And, like, you know, the computer actually responds to those words, which is just, like, also makes for some, like, interesting interactions. But, yeah, just watching him try to explain what's going on and them not listening or them not wanting to get up or them, like, opening the door and seeing absolutely nothing wrong, even though, you know, it's hitting the fan outside. It's just, I don't know. It just makes it for... I, I, that's why I put him on my top just because of how how far like the lengths he'll go for his family. Josh is sitting over here making faces. I was like, I still got, I still got nothing. Yeah, so I need to watch it. That's one you can like if you catch an episode like cool you can watch it. You don't have to watch it from start to finish. Like oh. no episodes I think are gonna really fall into into place like with each other. That's fair. So. I'll watch it after Doom Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> and he won't ever watch Doom Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good choice. Cool. Now we're moving on. Yeah, so that was our list of uh, top five Cartoon Network slash Nicktoons characters. I did like how we had the spread of like Cartoon Network yeah. for you, Nicktoons for you. Yeah, and that was. I, the... I learn a lot from these lists because I learned that I'm missing out on a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so when you guys bring us stuff like that, like Samurai Jack is one that I really regret. I tried watching, watching that a couple it. times, yeah. but um, my short attention span and my inability to watch TV series like made it to where I like I never actually got through that one. I will say Samurai Jack you have to pay attention to. It's not yeah. one of those shows that you can like watch intermittently while doing other things. If you don't pay attention, you lose the meaning of the show, which is an unfortunate. I thing. guess I guess I was more into like burp and fart jokes than it was. <laughs> I was like, say, a I was like beautiful well-written show. I don't know if you guys like saw the connection with the exception of Avatar and Sokka. All of them were shows you didn't have to watch continuously. Yeah. All of my picks were shows that, like, you know, if you watched an episode here and there, like, it, like, there was no overarching story. Yeah. You know, so. That... <laughs> cool. So with that, we're gonna go over to our honorable mentions. So my honorable mention is gonna be. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this show. Uh, Rudy Tabuti from Chalk Zone. Yes! Oh my oh. god! This one's kind of a throwback for me, Josh. Just wow. <laughs> so, That's, this that show is insane. I was thinking about old shows that I liked and something that would be good to put on an honorable list. And I think Chalk Zone doesn't get enough love anymore <laughs> because it was a really fun show. Like we talked about Rugrats earlier and how it was about adventure. And that's what Chalk Zone was. It was about being able being able to create your own adventure, but then accidentally falling into it. And that's yes. what Rudy was so good at doing, was creating these characters and these problems for himself, but then being the leader that helped get everyone out of these problems that he acts, you know, he didn't mean to create these monsters. He didn't mean to create, like, these trains that would go, like, derail. But he, he was always there to lead people out of the danger. While also simultaneously creating the hero of that world. Right. Uh snap yeah yeah yep yeah, the yeah little, that's he's him. got uh-huh. he's this little blue and white dude and he has just like these white eyeballs and he he's i actually a, he's almost adorable yeah he's adorable <laughs> he's, yeah. and i almost put him on my honorable mention instead of rudy i put rudy on just because he created the whole world i think he definitely deserves the nod but snap is also fun because he's the cha- he's chaotic oh, i'm man. sorry i'm looking at the pictures <laughs> i'm looking at the pictures because like this is a trip down memory lane because that's one of those shows um like time squad where it's like, I always remember that it was there, and I always remember watching it, but I don't remember a lot of the finer details from it. And yeah. it's like a show where I feel like nobody else like knows this show even it's, exists. I think it's one of those shows where you bring it up and people give your exact reaction, where they're like, oh my god, Chuck's yeah. Zone. Yeah, I like forgot they, exactly. all about it. So I'm like scrolling through these pictures just laughing, because I remember characters yeah. like, you know, like some of the enemies that were created 
for that episode, really, by both the characters and like the creators of the show. Uh, I looked up Rudy Tabuti, and Rudy Tabuti was actually also voiced by E.G. Daly. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Tommy Pickles is Rudy Tabuti. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So great up, comparison. Like, yeah. Up in a sense, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just, I, I think he's such a fun character. He didn't make it on my list, but he definitely deserves a nod in this section. Yeah. Cool. Uh, my honorable mention is actually, I'm hoping you guys are going to know. So it's a Cartoon Network character. Um, okay. It's actually going to be him. From Tower oh, I love him. When you when you mentioned uh, the devil from Rock with Modern Life, um, I thought about him <laughs> so, and, as well as uh, what's his name from Cow and Chicken, the devil from Oh, uh, the red, Chicken. the red, yeah. whatever, red horn guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I thought oh, about both the guys on show his butt. Yeah, yeah that's weird. Uh, but uh, but I, that's kind of the reason that I put him on my honorable mention is because he's kind of the polar opposite of Peaches, because he's like this weird, creepy, like satanic type character. But it's in a kid's show. It's in yeah. Powerpuff Girls. Mm-hmm. But he's dark. He's demented. He's, uh, like, emotionless, which is really creepy. Yeah. yeah. He is definitely an extremely, extremely creepy character. And he's also very, like, topical now. Because, like, if a character, like, you know, with everything going on, like, now that character is, you know, it's hard to believe that we had a character like that, like, way back in the mm-hmm. day who was just very... You know, like he's sexless. He's, in yeah, sense. he's yeah. very androgynous. He's, yeah. yeah, and he can uh, he can do his voice. so many different things, and his voice. Oh my is god, his so voice memorable. still gives me like chills too. Like, oh yeah, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, so him. Yeah, if you don't know who him is, just his look up name him. is literally him. Just H-I-M. go to yeah, go to Google and type in him Powerpuff, and I think it'll pop up. And it should. Yeah, uh, he's. Uh, a tall red guy who wears like a Santa suit. <laughs> it's and like a has like lobster claws. Yeah. It's like a ballet type of suit. Yeah, because really he's got like odd. the big like long boots, mm-hmm. like almost like the heeled boots. I don't know. Like some of the, if I remember correctly, like some of the stuff that like it was very like reality warping in a way. It almost kind of reminds me of like Scarecrow and like the Batman games that mm-hmm. we talked about um, a couple episodes ago. Where, you know, he was, had the ability to, like, make himself, like, look really big, like, in front of, like, the power. I don't know if that's just, like, the creators and, like, the, the you know. So, if, if you look him up, I was kind of just scrolling through his bio yeah. and stuff, and it's saying that he's listed as the number three villain for the Powerpuff Girls, which I'm guessing Mojo Jojo is number one. <laughs> I mean, Mojo but, Jojo's great. But yeah. he's the strongest villain they face. Yeah. While he's not the one they face, like, most often, he's the one that... Yeah. So oh, yeah. I was probably the one that could take down the Powerpuff Girls if any of the villains could. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say this. This is kind of a random note about him, and it, it doesn't actually have to do with him, but it does in a way to me. I was recent. I recently remembered the character like two-ish years ago because I was reading a Constantine comic book, and Josh, I'm gonna show you this. They there's like this character that's so similar, oh, wow. okay. and it's a very it's yeah. like a devil type of character. It's really odd. Um, it's from the James Tynan run, if anyone wants to go look it up. But uh, it's just, it's it's really funny because I was remembering of the character and it's a very similar, this is like an adult version of what you see in Constantine, okay. even though they have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> Technically, they're both owned by Warner Brothers, I guess. But yeah. Seems like a nod. Yeah. And also another interesting thing, I guess, uh, Powerpuff Girls and Samurai Jack are in the same universe, which I've oh, always thought is interesting. Yes, they are. Because I've seen you that picture see the really... apocalyptic city uh-huh. in Samurai Jack. Yep. 
Townsville, really yeah, interesting. The, the future Townsville, where like you know you see the same billboard that you see in Powerpuff Girls is like decrepit and old. One of the buildings yeah. is destroyed. Well, like as a final note on him from that show is he is also like you made me think about it when you brought brought up Mojo Jojo is like he's one of the smarter villains that they face as well. Whereas like Mojo Jojo is like their main villain, but he's kind of a bumbling idiot. Like you know what I mean when it comes yeah. like to the villain world. Whereas like him is very you know, methodical, very like, he's very smart about the way he does it. Like, yes, he's he just, gets beat every he's time. He's all but... around scary. And, yeah. and him is more about causing chaos than actually achieving anything. Yeah. The character doesn't care about achieving anything. And I no, think that's not what trying to keeps it so interesting. Girls, right. Yeah. Because they'll beat him and you'll kind of like, you'll wonder what the purpose was because then he just kind of leaves and he'll come back eventually later. Yeah. Like, he'll just come back later. Yeah. Yeah. Good choice, so, though. Oh, yeah. Solid, solid yeah, choice. mentioned. Um, awesome. My honorable mention is on a different end of the spectrum, but my honorable mention is Ash Ketchum from uh, from the Pokemon series. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I uh, like I put him on my honorable mention because there was so many other characters that like I like and appreciated more than Ash Ketchum. But like you know, he is another one of those like I you know I think he was what every kid wanted to be because he was a ten year old. Yeah who went on this big Pokemon adventure, catching these monsters and battling adults like throughout the whole like thing. Yes, it is 10. Yeah, exactly. And his it's mom just so sent him out. Weird. Yeah, no, like, I, I, I don't want to get into the world because like we're, we're talking about the characters because <laughs> yeah. the whole world is messed up. I just recently started playing Pokemon yeah, like, games again. When I was 10, I didn't want to catch animals and but make them fight each my, other. <laughs> my sister is 10 right now and like I cannot imagine a 10-year-old going out and doing yeah, no. what he did. No, but like... I, I just like, I like the idea of like the companionship that he had with his Pokemon. He wasn't forcing them to fight, like, well, in a sense, but like, we're going into the world that I didn't want to go into. Like the character, <laughs> welcome to the world. <laughs> the character that I like, you know, he is, you know, we see him, you know, have a lot of redeeming qualities from the world, as like a character where he, you know, is he puts so much care and love into his Pokemon that he yeah. has with him. Like you know, he's, you know, like they're all there at a certain point because they they want to be there with him. Like you know, he's traveling with his friends who he is you know growing with but at the same time like looking after in a way because like you know they're all they're all a team now they're all, like brock and misty gravitated towards him because of ash's like character qualities i think it's ash's tenacity and like his charisma that actually makes the show so enjoyable yeah. because i could watch a show about ash with no pokemon and watching pokemon without ash is weird yeah it's odd exactly and, and it has it's another worked. one of those where yeah. like he makes a show in a show without him would like would not be you know it's opposite from some of the stuff that we like, talked about where like you know in like yeah his ability to be able to go into go into a fight with something that's probably not supposed to win in that fight but yet because of his love that he puts into him like they're, they're they fight so much harder yeah you know they fight so much harder for it like Pikachu should not be able to like. If you don't want to go in that back in that ball. You better win. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just want to say, since I always forget that he's ten, and I don't think about him as a ten year old. Like max, like minimum age would be like sixteen, yeah. I would think. But I just, I have to think back to this episode where he goes up against an entire gang of bikers that are all adults. Yeah. And now I just have to think about them battling this ten year old child yeah. with a rat. Yeah. That's... Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Um, he's a good he's yeah. a good honorable mention. yeah but i mean that, that that's why like i had to put him on my honorable because like you know i grew up he's also part of the reason why i like pokemon now um because that was kind of like i played a little bit of pokemon as a kid 
but my real big experience and like my most amount of experience is with like watching the show you know watching his adventures and seeing like the pokemon and how they react and in the show like really brought me more into the game world because then i was able to put that some of that stuff behind behind the games yeah so okay well that moves us right into dishonorable mentions and it's the perfect thing to move us into dishonorable mentions because my dishonorable choice is brock from Pokemon. <laughs> i i was gonna reach across the table and punch you if you said ash catch was your dishonorable but i will take brock like a worthless <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, like, flow into this. because Yeah, that was so oh, good. Oh, Brock. Yeah. Oh, Brock. He is the most worthless character. He really is. He And the worst thing is that he's in a trio. So it's like the show he's in is not a giant group. He's in a group of three people. And he's so utterly worthless. Yeah. He's there to uncomfortably stare at the women characters who are all related and that's a whole nother thing to yeah, get into little, uh, and all look exactly uh, the same and to cook random bits of food <laughs> as it goes on yeah. and that's i mean there's no connection to have to the character he's just such no. an odd he's like i want to be a pokemon breeder i want to be a pokemon chef i want to be a pokemon but he never breeder. does he any of that between them he never does eventually, any of it. right eventually he just leaves that's yeah he's just yeah. not in the like, group anymore not, and you know his whole thing every time he they go to a new city is he's like where's brock he's over there chasing after nurse joy like yeah you know. there's only one episode that i can remember throughout the entire series even the vulpix one to me didn't have like any meaning to it for what he wanted it, the only there's only one episode it is one of my favorite episodes in the series oddly enough but they, where he's actually a main character and that's there's this one um where a ghastly is pretending to be the ghost of a woman and he like falls in love with the woman or whatever and it's like this it's actually kind of a beautiful it's like the story one episode i've seen yeah it's it's yeah. like this be- beautiful gorgeous horror tale for kids but then he's so worthless. <laughs> yeah, so like it's a weird time, description. Like like, <laughs> a nice horror story for kids. It's, yeah. It is though. It is. It's like a step above goosebumps because yeah. it means something. Yeah, that's and that's, that's uh, and but, it's like one of the only instances that we see him as like a, like a normal, like real, not creepy, useless person. Like right. He's like he has. He has his character development in the episode. He has like you know his own like personality that's not what we see and in the rest no of it. No more character development. Yeah, for the rest and of the like show. you know it's such a big you know yeah so, it's he's such a disappointing. Are you saying character. he's like the Pokemon SpongeBob? Like is that is that what you're getting? No, at? I mean except for his name isn't the title of the show. Yeah, he, yeah. he is always there. He's he's always there on all these adventures, but he never gives Ash any advice. He's also a gym. Like he's a he's a gym owner. Yeah, he owns a... the badges, which also I think is funny because he just leaves. I know Misty does too, but he just leaves and yeah. like no one can get badges after Ash <laughs> no anymore. This ten year old kid came along, and even though I'm like twenty five, I'm gonna go follow him around yeah. and flirt with random women that he runs into. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's that's, so that's, weird. There's so many reasons why I, like ugh, like I don't want to go into the world of like Pokemon in the show because I mean that's a that's, that's an, an entire conversation in on itself. Its own. Yeah, yeah. So because like. There's there's so many things to discuss like the the fact that the, they're leaving the gyms like how the gym like yeah so but Brock himself is a terrible character he's the worst <laughs> character in Pokemon I just, I, yeah when you like I didn't think about it until you brought it up and now I'm thinking I'm like yeah I really had like no love for um, Brock our dishonorables usually start fights yeah um, or I feel like they might they do. like with yeah. Superman a lot of and, times a few um, yeah. 
But I feel like people might be on board with this one. He's just, yeah. He's I mean, there's, I mean, like, like, he's the I, like, like, he's the worst. I want everyone to know, like, there's still, like, you know, because I love the show, there is still, like, some sort of love for Brock from me. But, like, discussing him as, like, you know, whether he belongs on a top list, he does, just on, on a top the five bottom, favorite. Yeah. <laughs> the bottom of no, the I like list. the, like, not on a top favorite list, but, like, yeah. Um, yeah. So, my dishonorable is going to be Ren and Stimpy. And I put uh, Ren and Stimpy on my Dishonorable because I felt like when you go back and watch it as a, a an older person, I can't say grown up because I'm still a child, <laughs> but um, I feel like they did a lot of the episodes for shock value. Yeah, yeah. that's And it gets less, it gets like, you go, you go back and watch it and you're like, this is just ridiculous. Looking I, back at it, there's a lot of like, there's way too much like sexual in- innuendo and like too many like you know there's just it's oversaturated with those kind of jokes like it shows really like like you know Rocco's Modern Life mm. and like some of those other ones like did it very very well but there was still like a story exactly in those shows this is yeah like, this to me is just like what random like gross things can we throw well, in and, here? And it was so gross that they they took it off the air for kids, and they immediately gave it an adult show too. So part of the old Ren and Snippy shows that some people show like it's hard to it's actually hard to differentiate now which one was the kids show, which one was the adult show if you yeah. see random clips. But I think that's what I mean. I agree with what you're talking about because when you were mentioning Rocco's Modern Life, when you were talking about all the things that pop up, I was thinking about Ren and Snippy yeah, and how too. I just it is it's all for shock value. It's all for oh I can't believe they would do that yeah. rather than having any real reason or like showing us what the world looks like because honestly most of that show is just them yeah. it's just them and doing they weren't even like things. super interesting either no like, they're, they're not they're not super interesting characters they're not drawn super interesting nothing yeah. that happens to them is really interesting like for me like cat dog is more interesting and, and that's I, even barely like yeah and yeah. it's barely up there is more interesting to me but yeah i completely agree with that one yeah. cool i mean yeah that, that was a quick Wow. Um, I mean, but it's nothing we need to argue about. We're no. all in agreement that it yeah, was just it's, it's not ridiculous. Yeah. Two agreements in a row, Jim. Are we going to finish yeah, this right? off? Oh my God. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. Because um, my dishonorable is also from the SpongeBob universe. Um, <laughs> my dishonorable is going to be Mr. Krabs. He is just a garbage human being. Like, <laughs> I can't even say human being, but like. Crab person. He's just like, <laughs> he's just, he's crab. a garbage. He's, he's, oh man, he's in it for the money. He overworks his employees and underpays them. He does like terrible. I don't know. I just don't like, he, I just don't like Mr. Krabs. Like, <laughs> it was between Brock and Mr. Krabs for my top dishonorable mention. Yeah. So this is funny. Uh, yeah, I gotta say, I agree. Yeah. I gotta yeah. say, I agree. Um, <laughs> However, it's kind of like, um, I believe it was your top, it was one of the Dishonorables that it was like, the, I hate The, the Game the... of Thrones one. Yes. Where I hated a character yes. that was intended to be hated. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like that's the case in this case. Is I like, don't. plays the character so well. See, and I don't, or... I don't feel like he is a character that's been made to hate. I feel like he's a character being made to like push certain, like, certain... Oh, no, he's totally made to hate. See, that's, I mean, I... I... I can agree with both sides of that. So I'll be I'll be the devil's advocate for both of you. Sweet. I I think he's there to be disliked in a fatherly figure sort of way where he has 
SpongeBob do things that you don't want SpongeBob to have to do. Like you don't want SpongeBob to have to work all the time. You don't want SpongeBob to have to not make any money and like all these different things. He's there to be an antagonist in a way, but there are episodes where you're supposed to care about him. And because of his characterization, it's hard to care about him. I mean, his daughter, like as a, um, as a whale, (laughs) there's episodes where like they try to show how their relationship is so important to him and how he actually cares about it. But at the end of the day, he really doesn't like, I'm surprised they never did one where he sells her off. It would be a really topical (laughs) episode, but because it's just, he, he cares more about money. It's like, you bring up the fact that like, you know, he is like, nobody wants to see him make SpongeBob work the way he does. And I think like, that's what makes him on my discernible list is the fact that he uses SpongeBob to like, you know, he is very controlling it. Not, not even controlling, but like, because SpongeBob loves to work for that company. He loves to work for him. He loves to do that. So, like, you say, like, he's making SpongeBob work, but, like, SpongeBob is blindly and gladly doing it, and Mr. Krabs is taking advantage of it. There you go. That's yeah. the phrase. He's taking advantage of SpongeBob yeah, he's, for his own monetary gain. Yeah, he's one of those, like, corporate greed characters that just, they're there to make money and make your life miserable, and if you're yeah. not there for them to make your life miserable, they're going to find a way to do it anyway. Yeah. And that's kind of what he is. He's really... Not a very important character, even in the episodes that he's featured in. I mean, he honestly just doesn't come off as... If he wasn't in the Spongebob world, we wouldn't need him. Because we have Plankton, who's a similar character, just on the more interesting side of it. Yeah. yeah. So, cool. Yeah, it's a good choice. That was a solid, dishonorable yeah. section there. I'm, uh, we were I'm all impressed. completely like, in agreement. Wow, that was... Uh... Join us next episode where we don't agree with anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, this has been our top five... Uh, I already said it earlier, but top five Cartoon Network slash Nicktoons characters with some honorables and some really interesting dishonorables. Yeah, some really interesting dishonorables. Again, another very, I think, very solid list from all of us. We we touched on pretty much every 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 area that you could. I'm pretty happy because earlier um, we were talking about, like we were chatting about the fact that this is a hard list to make because we are combining two different like two different sections of our childhood Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon and I think with the three of us making one list that's one thing I like about the show is we do get to encompass more than just Mm -hmm. if one or two people was making a list there's a lot more to show yeah exactly cool and with that that's going to do it for this episode as always I'm Josh and you can find me on Twitter at JawsXBird I'm Cameron you can find me on Instagram as ThatCameronGuy22 and I'm Jim, and please find me at Twitter at Hold Majimbles. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at List This Podcast. Thanks for listening to List This, where we list and you listen. See you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah.